Welcome to At the Table, Christian Community for the Common Good, a podcast for folks curious about the church's call to be faithful neighbors in the places where they live and worship. I'm your host, Nicholas Tangen. Thanks for being here. Now, pull up a chair and let's talk about what's possible when neighbors come together at the table. The word of the Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. I found God in the midst of what I now know was a massive panic attack. I was living away from home for the first time in my life, feeling unmoored and without purpose, with this immense sense that I had nowhere to belong, that I was utterly alone. As you can imagine, I was terrified, and if you've ever had a panic attack, you know that while it's happening, you're not quite sure you won't pass out or worse. But as I panicked and cried, I suddenly sensed God holding me, like a friend, somehow keeping me from giving all the way over to my fear. There was no voice, no burning bush, just a small presence in the midst of a panic attack that let me know God was with me. I couldn't explain it, and I still struggle to explain it. Growing up, my family were not particularly religious. We had sporadic experiences with the church, but nothing that ever stuck. But this moment, this sudden realization of God's very nearness, sent me on a search for Christian community, for purpose and belonging that would guide my work and vocation for more than a decade. I think that moment of God's nearness sparked in me an attention to the myriad small presences of God in everyday life. And as I attended seminary and began working in churches, I was struck again and again by how often I saw God at work in the small things and in small ways, in neighbors and church members caring for one another, in shared meals and table prayers, in shared grief and the righteous anger of solidarity. God was present always in the space between two people, in the small, simple acts of community life, and the faithful practice of disciples working out their faith in fear and trembling. Once you see the great abundance of God's presence everywhere around you, it's nearly overwhelming. 
It's like Thomas Merton describes in his mystical experience in Louisville. Quote, in Louisville at the corner of Fourth and Walnut, in the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all those people, that they were mine and I theirs, that we could not be alien to one another even though we were total strangers. It was like waking from a dream of separateness. End quote. My own sense of overwhelm at the nearness of God in the small things reminded me and challenged me to consider that I could spend multiple lifetimes attending to God's nearness in just the few blocks around my house and my church, that the sheer abundance of God's activity in just my neighborhood alone was more than I could even imagine. And the more time I spent in the neighborhood as a neighbor and church worker, working to contribute to the common good and to share the love of God in solidarity and accompaniment, the more I realized that the neighborhood is the most essential context for the church to live out its call to love God and neighbor. Most of our lives are spent in the few blocks around our homes and among the people who live near to us. It's in the neighborhood where children are raised and educated, where safety and security are determined, and where health and wellness is realized. Strong neighborhoods make strong cities, Strong cities make strong states, regions, and countries. And strong neighborhoods depend on strong institutions, including especially the faith community. Churches and other worshiping communities have been essential associations and building blocks for healthy neighborhoods for as long as our neighborhoods have existed. But recently, the dominant story of our neighborhoods and our country has been division, isolation, and an epidemic of loneliness. We're more connected than ever in a country obsessed with the newest and fastest technology, but more isolated and lonely than at any other time in our history. We've moved our porches to the backyard, left the neighborhood in favor of networks of like-mindedness, and have forgotten what it means to be neighbors. And we're hurting because of it. But this story is not destiny. And we have what we need to be good and faithful neighbors in the places where God has called us to live and worship. And the local church has an essential role to play in the telling of this alternate story. We still possess the muscle memory for the small, simple practices of community life. We still know what it means to welcome the stranger and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And most importantly, we have the good news of Jesus to animate our actions and to share with our neighbors when necessary with words, as St. Francis says. The neighborhood church still matters. And those churches that pay attention to place are both fed by the community and able to contribute to the common good in their neighborhood. It's in the neighborhood where churches can have the greatest impact where they can attend to the daily habits and practices of discipleship, and where they can encounter the risen Christ in the face of their neighbor. I believe in the neighborhood church, and I think we have the power and the presence to animate and contribute to the flourishing of the places where God has called us to live and worship. It requires our attention to gifts and assets, our willingness to listen, and a deep and authentic faith life. 
Ora et labora, as the Benedictines say, prayer and work. This is the promise I serve, that God is still at work in the neighborhood and in the neighborhood church, and we have been called to participate in this holy work. So this second season of At the Table, I especially want to offer conversations and reflections that can help churches, lay people, and clergy lean into place-based ministry, to discover or rediscover their community, and to imagine incredible possibilities for their neighborhoods and their congregations. I want to highlight stories of churches and individuals who take place seriously and experiment with ways to connect and practice their faith beyond the walls of their church. And I want to hear from you, from listeners, about your stories, your experiences of the neighborhood and Christ's work among your neighbors. I want to know what questions are most pressing as you think about ways to be faithful neighbors. I hope you'll send me comments and questions and stories at nick at nicholastangen.com N-I-C-K at nicholastangen.com In Christ, God has set us free from sin and death and free for the sake of our neighbor. Martin Luther famously said, God does not need your good works, but your neighbor does. So may this season of At the Table, Christian Community for the Common Good, be a small offering of that love of neighbor that God has set us free to embody. And may you experience the overwhelming presence of God in the small moments, in moments of fear, in the small simple practices that build community, and at the table with your neighbor. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, and peace be with you. Here are a few questions to consider in a segment I'm calling Table Talks. Bring these questions and reflections to your church's fellowship hour, to your own dinner table, and see what emerges from the conversation. Where have you seen God at work in small ways in your daily life? As we begin a new year, what is something you want to learn about your neighborhood? And what is the promise you serve? What grounds your daily life and the way you show up at home, at work, and in the community? I hope these questions spark some good conversation at the tables where you gather. Thanks for listening to At the Table, Christian Community for the Common Good. If you've appreciated this conversation, be sure to subscribe to receive updates on new episodes and share this podcast with friends and colleagues. You can also keep up to date by visiting my website, nicholastangen.com. Thanks for listening, and peace be with you.